0: is up, everybody. Welcome to the Forever Wingman podcast, the podcast all about life and careers in the U.S. Air Force. This is episode number three. I'm Josh, the host of the show, and today I'm interviewing Air Force veteran David Conrad on the heating, ventilation, and air conditioning career field, which is the 3Echo 1X1 AFSC. The show notes for this episode can be found at foreverwingman.com slash 003. And there you'll find even more useful information on the show. That's foreverwingman.com slash zero zero three. So without further ado, here's the interview with David Conrad on the HVAC career field. I'll be back after to fill in any of the gaps. Hey, everyone. I'm thrilled to introduce a really good friend of mine, Air Force veteran David Conrad. Dave, thanks so much for being on the show, man. How you doing? Doing well. How are you this evening? I'm <laughs> doing really good, man. So I'm super excited. And we just got done talking about this, but this is the first interview in the uh, makeshift studio. So what do you think of my studio? I uh, I like it. <laughs> I think it's got a lot of potential. Yeah, you got my kid's drum set right over there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, so you're here to talk about the the HVAC career field, the heating, ventilation, air conditioning, and refrigeration career field, which is the 3Echo 1X1 AFSC. Um, but before we get into it, to get into the meat and potatoes, um, just thought we'd take a couple of seconds to get to know you a little bit. How's that sound? Sounds good. Cool, man. So maybe you start with um, like where you're from and maybe uh, tell us the story of your decision to join the Air Force.
1: Okay. Uh, originally from East Texas, um, Tyler, Longview, Kilgore area. Um, grew up there all my life. Didn't really move around too much. Uh, decision to join the Air Force came after I was already married uh, and had a couple of kids. So, uh, I was a late bloomer, you could say, um, actually went in the, the whole reason for our decision was we needed benefits. Yeah. Um, I had a, a pretty, pretty good job as a bar grill manager at a country club, um, uh, but still didn't have the benefits. So, um, you said, you said you manager at a bar grill.
0: Yes. So did you cook or did you actually no, supervised the waiters? Supervised
1: I the waiters, the, uh, the pool, the bar, um, all the steak nights on Thursday nights, that was a pretty big deal. Um, but, uh, so, you know, from that point, um, like I said, we, we had the money there, but just not the benefits. So, yeah. Destiny and I started having a different uh, dialogue, looking at, you know, what's the next step? Where do we go from here? Yeah. How do we progress? So, yeah. And Destiny is your, your wife, right? Yes. Destiny's cool. the wife. Not, well, Destiny's my destiny, but she's also my <laughs> wife. So, um, oh man, brownie points. <laughs> yeah. So, if you're listening, babe, that's for you. Um, but her her uncle, he also retired Air Force. So, when we started looking into the military, um, she basically said, uh, if, if you're going to do this, air force is the only spot. I'm not going to, I'm not going to stay with you if you go army or any of these others. So, uh, not snuck on the other branches, uh, met lots of good folks in the other branches, but, uh, that's how I ended up in the air force. So that was
0: her, her uncle that talked mm-hmm. you into it or was it destiny that talked to you? Into it was,
1: it? it was her uncle, uh, talking to him, you know, I had pinged lots of questions, uh, you know, off of him just kind of as a sounding board. Um, you know because it's it's kind of scary being on the civilian side going to the transition. so he basically said it's just like any other job, you know you except somebody um, you can go to jail for not going to work or not wearing the right clothes right so uh, <laughs> so once we got past that we were we were good to go. Uh, <laughs> but she uh, she she supported me in it and supported me through it. Um, all the banquets and all that kind of stuff. so yeah, well, that's it was cool it was a good choice so so before you joined, um how many how many kids did you actually have? I um I had two before I joined, so that in and of itself, I think, was a waiver process. Um, I had some other surgeries. That was a waiver process. Um, so from beginning to end, I think it probably took me 12 to 14 months to actually ship.
0: Wow, that's a long time. Yeah,
1: it was a process.
0: So um, so you said you had some some medical problems like surgeries and mm-hmm. stuff like that. What, what year was this? I'm kind of curious.
1: Um, I went in, I actually shipped out in O. December of 06, I believe. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: Because I know, like, right now, and um, just talking to to a lot of young people who are joining now. They've kind of told me that the waiver process is like really stringent. Like, mm-hmm. they're not they're not approving any of the waivers at all. Um, but that's good to know that that you got through and you were in delayed enlistment program DEP
1: during I was that time. An, I was a depper for quite a quite a while. Um,
0: DEP'er for life. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So
1: I think part of the thing that helped me was. Um, you know, going back to, I had a good job. I was a late bloomer. Like I said, you know, I was mid twenties when I went in. Yeah. Um, and I was in my senior year of college. So, um, the, you know, the choice was don't want to go enlisted or don't want to try to go TS. Well, the, the, uh, the, uh, recruiter basically said, you know, Hey, let's get you the AF or not the AFOQ, the ASFAB. Yeah. And see what you do. Um, so I think that helps streamline and, and keep them engaged. For a lot of just because of those scores yeah so.
0: so you were in college you were you said three years under your belt at that point point. Mm-hmm. and what what was the reason that you chose enlisted versus going officer at that point or was it pretty much i just need the benefits right this moment
1: uh, well the benefits um and then again what can you do with an art degree in the military right so yeah. uh, i was a bfa major um once I got into this military, and I'm—I'm I'm sure we'll get into it—ended up going into a, a business major. But uh, it, you know, life has a funny way of taking other routes. Yeah, right. So
0: yeah, yeah. Try and predict it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, whenever you joined, um, did you were you guaranteed H. Uh, Backridge come in open uh, general on that?
1: No, I had a guaranteed intel job. Um, and when they did the credit checks, there were some other things, um, not on my side, but my spouse's side. Yeah. Okay. That uh, kind of nixed that. And so, after probably three or four rounds of them giving me a job sheet and saying, Hey, pick one of these. Yeah. I'd pick one. They'd go back, look around. Oh, well, those are no longer available. Pick another one. Yeah. And so, finally, it came down to either being security forces or HVAC. And I said, I'll be, a, I'll, I'll be HVAC. I <laughs> don't, don't want security forces. <laughs> no knock to them either. But, uh, I think HVAC was a very good decision. Cool, man. So when you got in,
0: what what bases were you stationed at?
1: Um, so obviously you're going to uh, Lackland for uh, for basic. Yeah. Um, tech schools at Shepard Air Force Base in Wichita Falls. Um, you can expect a, a nice six-month stay there. Uh, from there, I went to um, Holloman Air Force Base for a uh, pretty good while. I think five. And that's, that's five New acres. Mexico. Yep. That's Al- Alamogordo, New Mexico. Um, applied for a special duty as a tech school instructor. Coming back to Shepherd, got to Shepherd. I was there for close to a year deployed. Came back, um, and then ended up taking a uh, a uh, voluntary separation. So
0: that's that's awesome. And and we've talked about it before. And I got really excited whenever you told me that that you were actually a tech school instructor because I think a lot of the people that that I think are going to be listening to this. Um, they they want that that insight yeah. on on tech school life because they, there's plenty plenty of videos out there and and, and a content on basic training, but there's right. not so much on tech school life, right? right? Um So I was super excited about that. So we might we might spend a little bit more time than usual on on that part. if that's Absolutely. Okay. okay. Cool. Um. So awesome, man. Uh. So let's let's get into the actual actual career field. And so what what does an average day look like?
1: Um, average day HVAC, if you're looking at just HVAC, you're going to show up at the shop, um, you know, whether you have PT that morning or not, you know, PT, um, uh, we'd have to go do PT at six 30 to seven 30, go back, shower up, come back to the shop. I think by, I think we had an eight or eight 30 show time. Um, so you had to hustle. Uh, you go in there, you have your, uh, morning stand up, um, with your mass sergeant or shop into, I see uh, whoever's running the shop. Yeah. Um,
0: what, what does the stand up look like? What
1: is, uh, just the whole shop sitting there, uh, military and civilian alike, they're going to be in there just going through the day's issues. If there's any big projects, jobs, uh, from there, you're going to go, uh, you're going to kind of disband. You go look at, um, well, for us at Holloman, the, the base was so large that we had four or five zones. Um, and so you had, you know, X number of people per zone, um, and they basically just looked at the job board saying, okay, you know, this building has this issue. This building has this issue. Um, we're doing preventive and maintenance on these buildings. We're doing these items. So your zone leader is going to basically dictate that schedule.
0: Oh, okay. So you broke it down in teams to cover mm-hmm. those zones. Yeah. And uh, wh-
1: how many people are on a typical team? Um, I'm wanting to say military-wise, we were probably 50 to 55 deep on the military side. On, a, on one team? No, no, no. Uh, oh, oh for the, the entire shop. shop. so got it. split that up. You're looking at maybe, what, 10, 11, 12 folks, uh, just kind of however they split it up. Your main base, you're probably going to have more people on that team supporting okay. the, the BX, the commissary. Um, at Holloman, it was kind of um, neat because you had the, the, uh, the missile range. You had the test sleds, which is the 10-mile track. So the buildings out there are fewer and far between, so you don't need as many people to support those areas. So, um, and we'd also have floaters just kind of depending on what the job load was like.
0: Got it. So like an install versus yeah. just a periodic maintenance, something right. like that. Exactly. Got it. Awesome. So, um, what, what did, what did tech school look like? This is, this is the part I'm really excited about with you is what did, what did the tech school look like from the time that a new airman might get, um, to shepherd
1: where the tech school is located at until the time they graduate? What did, what did. Um, so my, my experience coming through the tech school pipeline was very, very different. Um, because we had a commander that actually allowed, um, separate rations. So I actually got to live in base housing with my (laughs) wife and my kids. Um, I'm sure there was a lot of jealous friends. (laughs) Yeah. But the other side of that was they kind of got me on the hook because, um, they had, they wanted me to be an airman leader. So. I had to be there before everybody else for PT mornings. Um, you know, PT when you're in tech school is going to be 4:35, 5:30 5, in the morning. It's so early. Early. Yeah, early. you think
0: basic training's over, right? Because yeah. of PT, no, it carries um, through
1: tech school. So that was that was neat um, you know, having my own house so to speak, but uh being the airman leader, uh having the rope system, I still had to be in the dorms for all the functions. Yeah. Um so that was that was interesting now flip that around um, as a tech school instructor, seeing it from the other side. Uh, that's what I used to always tell my students is, you know, there's a lot of people that pay to go to school. Yeah. Um, you gentlemen and are, are young ladies are in a very unique position because you're getting paid to go to school. Yep. You're getting valuable life skills. You're getting a, uh, a trade that whether you stay in the Air Force or not, you can be able to utilize once you get out. Um, and you've got a world of education benefits and all this other stuff. So, um, it's all a matter of perspective. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's,
0: that is, that's an amazing perspective because, because it's so the truth. Because I think a lot of people that want to join the uh, air force, not all of them, um, that they don't think that college is for them. Right. And they, they join the air force, um, just as something to do for that paycheck and stuff. What they don't realize is that there's so many, other benefits that come along with oh, that. Man. Just like you said, the training HVAC, I mean, going to, going to a tech school civilian side to learn HVAC can be really expensive. Absolutely. So like you said, not only are they going to pay you to go to school, but now they're going to give you an education benefit to give sure. you a whole bachelor's degree in case that's not what you want to do or sure. you want to pursue something else. Yep. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's massive, man. That's really massive. Um, so with the tech school is, is probably broken down into blocks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know we talked a little bit of, uh, earlier um, in conversations that that you don't need to know uh, electrical. You don't need to know basically any kind of prerequisites before you get to tech school. Right? No.
1: Um, so, you know, block one of, of tech school, we're literally teaching people, this is a screwdriver. Yeah. This is a Phillips screwdriver. This is a slotted screwdriver. This is a wrench. These are slip joint. I mean, we, we teach them technical, accurate names for all this stuff for the folks that have never held a screwdriver because yeah. they exist as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um it's it's pretty neat and and ironically enough, I think the folks that might have not have ever been predisposed to that type of stuff, um they're the ones that pick it up quicker because yeah. they're they're engaged in it. They're not hey, yeah, hand me the channel locks. Well, that's that's a brand, you know. That's yeah. not the technical term. So yeah, there's there's a little nuances to it. That's cool. So yeah. then you so when you're learning HVAC, you probably
0: you're probably learning a lot of like electricity and stuff like that too. Uh,
1: that was that was the uh, the thing that we always said in the HVAC shop is, you know, in a civil engineer squadron, HVAC is in a civil engineer squadron. Yeah, um, you've got your electricians, you've got your structures guys, you've got your plumbers. Um, HVAC is going to teach you about all of those. Because think about an air conditioning, you've got electrical. You're going to have. You're going to have to learn how to uh, solder and sweat pipes. If you're working on a chiller system, you're going to have plumbing and valves. Yeah. Um, so you know, HVAC is not. Don't don't just think of it as air conditioning. You're mm-hmm. actually learning all the basics for a lot of the other trades as well. So uh, it was definitely. I'm I'm glad I chose that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So do you know? Do you remember how long the tech school is? Uh, i want to say it was. Almost five and a half, six months. Oh wow! So yeah, I, yeah it's you a definitely while. learn
0: a lot, right? Yeah. So okay, so you leave tech school, you graduate, you're mm-hmm. now officially uh, an HVAC specialist or HVAC tech. You go to your first base. Um, what does the, the upgrade training look like for uh, for a new airman going to their first base?
1: Your uh, your CDCs, you have. Want to say it is twelve volumes. It oh, my gosh. Lot. Wow, that if is a If you were a to sitting on the table, man, I'm not kidding. And I, and I still have those manuals um, with my current job. I'll still go back to and, and reference that material. Um, it is a lot. It really is. Wow. Uh,
0: so you literally, an audience can't see it, but you literally just raised your hand probably about a foot. Yeah. So that's a foot worth of manuals. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> that is a lot. That and, Seriously, I think that's probably one of the most that I've heard about so far.
1: It's it's an insane amount. But, I mean, like I said, we, we're touching on not just – you know, how's the air conditioning? We're in the studio right now. It's air conditioned, right? Yeah. Um but it's you know, it's not just that, it's all the other things, the big chillers, because where do the airplanes stay? They're in a hangar. Yeah. All the servers that support all of the the, the uh the unmanned aerials. Yeah. All of that stuff has to be climate controlled. So I mean there's there's so many systems that are encompassed in that. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and see, we don't see when we look at it like a field title, we see HVAC and mm-hmm. we see
0: like my house, my house HVAC that sure. one summer broke down. Right. But what we don't think about is what you just said is like the hangers mm-hmm. and like the intelligence computers and server rooms and stuff like that that are just yeah. you know critical mission essential. Absolutely. You know that 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 I think we take advantage of 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 the heating. I'm sure you probably heard that once or twice, right? Yeah. You just feel underappreciated? Would you Would you say overall that you guys?
1: Um, you know, it's. It depends on who you talk to. Yeah. Uh, our computer folks, they're going to be the first people to, to gripe at us. But, uh, <laughs> you know, once we, if there's an issue, then then they're going to be, you know, singing our praise. Matter yeah. of fact, when I was deployed, that was probably the biggest thing was that server room. And that server room was huge, 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 huge.
0: So, so and you probably also, um, I'm trying to think in a deployment setting, you're probably dealing with tents and stuff like that
1: um, as well, or is that a different? No, again, I had a very. Um, blessed situation. I was the uh, I was actually assigned to Sentcom, which is Army, and um, I worked at the Sentcom headquarters.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: I didn't stay in the tents. I got to stay in, in some really nice dorms. Yeah. Um, but over there, uh, you, you got to think in, in in that AOR, that area of responsibility, in that theater, um, all the communications or satellite uplinks. Yeah. So, um, the folks that are deployed, quote unquote. That are flying the unmanned, Uh, they might be sitting stateside. Well, that stuff talks through all the satellite uplinks and all of the servers and stuff that might be stationed there at that facility. Yeah. So now you're talking about huge mission
0: critical pieces of information, pieces of equipment. So, in the same thing, I'm sure you guys probably feel a lot of pressure if those are starting to overheat or whatever else, right? Absolutely. (laughs) So, in your opinion, what what do you think are some of the, you know, every crew field has them. What do you think? Are some of the pros, um, of your career field, some of the stuff that people really enjoy about it, and then counter that,
1: um, with, with some, with some of the cons, because we know all career fields have them. Um, so the pros, okay. So let me start this way. Um, if you're considering going in to be, you know, and uh, a, uh, a missile for some, you know, once you go to the air force, how many places are going to need to load missiles? Or bombs, yeah. Um, now, how many HVAC trucks do you see driving around town? So, yeah, you, right. that is a skill that you're going to be able to extract and take with you, regardless. Um, uh, whether you choose to use it or not, that's up to you, but that's definitely going to be a trade that's going to be, uh, become of value to you if you needed to utilize it. Um, the other part of that is, you know, we had civil engineers, um. You know, we, we had fun. You're talking about, you know, plumbers. And, and when I say dirt boys, are the guys that are driving yep. the, the bulldozers and all that stuff. So um, we had lots of fun as a, as a squadron. Um,
0: God, I, I, remember, just, I remember. I'll just leave it bas- at that. I <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I remember playing like a basketball tournament. And we played um, because I was wing staff, mm-hmm. you know, at in the command post and playing the basketball tournament. And you play a team like CE i mean they're so deep man wise so you know they're gonna have some amazing basketball players oh, right. in there so we just absolutely got smashed <laughs> and all that we could ever hear man that would only it would drive me so crazy but just almost almost make you crazy with envy too in the same sense because they all they say you go ce,
1: yeah. C-E. Yeah. it's like ah man. That's right. that's <laughs> so right.
0: so you'd probably say that there's a lot of camaraderie absolutely um, and
1: i mean that's that's one of the things being outside the military that I probably miss the most. Um, not have ever cross trained knowing what other career fields are like or other squadrons or uh uh or groups are like. Um I, I can't say that for certain, but I would say you know, that uh, it'd probably be hard pressed to find more camaraderie than you would in a CE squadron. Yeah. So I, would, I mean it's yeah. we're you're in it together. You're you got plumbers, so literally when you're in the blank together, you might literally be in the blank together yep, and you literally you're, you're in it in the trenches. So, um, the, the backside of that, I mean, that's, that's a, a pro, but it can also be considered a con because, um, you know, stuff doesn't always break on Monday morning at nine o'clock when you're just getting to work. Yeah. You know, it's Friday afternoon at five o'clock maybe, or, um, you know, on a standby call. So it's going to have some, <clears throat> the, um, potential for some odd hours yeah but um so what what kind of hours does would you uh, typically work a, a typical day you're going to go do your pt if it's a pt day if it's a regular day you're going to do seven physical training so when you're actually at your base though what the schedule for um do you guys have organized pt mm-hmm. yeah we had organized so oh okay. uh, monday okay. wednesday friday we have organized pt um and that would start i wouldn't say that was six thirty to seven thirty. We'd break, and then we'd have to be back to the shop by eight or eight thirty. I can't remember. Um, and then we'd always get out um, by four thirty. Huh. Um, and then, See, that's so if, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So you know, it's typically that's the way it rolls. Yeah. Uh, you don't have these odd, crazy schedules um, unless you're on standby, and that's going to rotate through every member on the shop. Got it. Okay. So you would normally you're
0: HVAC career field typically, I'm sure there's probably some exceptions to it. Is mm-hmm. a Monday through Friday, yeah, six thirty to four thirty or seven thirty four thirty is including PT. Yep, yeah. and then you guys would rotate uh, standby. So yeah, after yeah, hours, standby, so you'd yeah. carry the the duty phone or something like that, yep. and you get a yep. nice. I didn't realize that. I figured you guys were probably twenty four hours or something. No,
1: we, um, you know, and if if the guy that's that's on uh, standby, if if he's run into a problem, he'll call his zone leader. Yeah. Um, the zone leader can't get it, then he'll call the shop uh, shop chief. Um, but I mean, it's you're there for each other, period. So, you know, huh. we'd uh, we'd have some, maybe if we had an issue in the dorm, and and you had lots of the airmen that lived in the dorms. So, hey, man, you know what are y'all doing? They, they might have been doing something else prior to you showing up to work on this unit. But some of them took interest, and I'll go down there and help you. So boilers, chillers, whatever. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it wow, that was. was neat. Huh. So uh, do you think,
0: um, or did do you know of any, um, uh, like special duty assignments or anything like that? Um, I know you, you were a technical instructor, so I'm sure that's probably, you had to actually apply for that.
1: Um, um past that, if it staying HVAC specific, um, the only other thing I can think of, um, he was, he was still a staff sergeant, um, and he applied for specialty at the White House, and he got picked up. Oh, okay. Um, so you know, it just depends on how profile how high profile you want to go. Yeah. Um, you know, your security clearances have to be in check and in order, um, and your skills are going to, have to be top notch. But yeah. Um, yeah, he got picked up for that. Well, I was. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. It was. It wasn't he. Did he? Did he seem to like that one? Um. Didn't really talk to him too much after that. He Kind of disappeared. That's huh? it. Uh, <laughs> you don't hear from them too much after that. And it's, <laughs> So uh, you know, no news is good news, I guess. <laughs> okay. So this one this question is pretty obvious,
0: but it's not so much for other AFSCs, but um skills on the outside once you get out. Oh, Obviously yeah. this is this is this is probably one of those career fields that you you're pretty much walking out the door with the skill set ready to to make some money on the outside. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, do, do you know a lot of people who've like probably started their own businesses or do um, they work um you know, so contract that, work or anything like that?
1: Yeah, that was um, – I've had a couple of uh, buddies that have gotten out that have gone to work for, you know, some of the major manufacturers. Yeah. Um, you know, my my outlook on it was I don't really mind, um, you know, opening my own business. But at the same time, while I enjoyed it, yeah, um, I was able to take advantage of tuition assistance and stuff while I was in. So, yeah. uh, getting the college degrees, uh, I was like, you know what, I really – I don't mind turning wrenches. Yeah. But I don't necessarily want to do that for the rest of my yep. life. Um, so I kind of took a, a different career path and and just into a facility manager and director of operations uh, for plant operations and maintenance and things of that nature. So so
0: touch touch real quickly on um, so you were you had three years of college under your belt whenever mm-hmm. you came in. Mm-hmm. Touch a little bit on on when you said you used the uh, tuition assistance. So this is not your GI bill. This is the actual no. Air Force tuition assistance. No, thing.
1: actually. Um, I've got a master's in business administration and I hadn't even touched my GI bill yet. So you, you
0: finished your bachelor's mm-hmm. and you got your MBA mm-hmm. whenever, while you were in,
1: while I was in and deployed, I finished up on as was deployed. So um, this
0: is a great career field. If you want to do college, I uh, Think
1: it's if, if you're, um, when you
0: get past your CDCs, you're, well, you're, that was <laughs> all those. So lines. I
1: did everything. I guess I'm just an anomaly to the, the whole story. Um, I actually didn't know that we had to ask uh, to do uh, start college. So uh, my wife and I, we we get to Holloman Air Force Base. I'll never forget looking at the mountains. just beautiful there. It's it's August and it's like a hundred degrees, but being from East Texas, it doesn't feel like a hundred degrees because yeah, right. it's nice, dry heat. Um, and we're sitting there on the computer looking up schools. That week, I was enrolled in school uh, to begin, and I hadn't even. I hadn't even met my supervisor to get my CDC started. And he said, he said you can't do that. And I said, well, I did. You know, I said, he said, well, I'll make a deal. If your CDC start start uh, slacking, then you're going to have to drop out. Fair enough. Yeah,
0: it sounds like a, a pretty good supervisor. Yeah. That, you know, test the waters, see how you did, and and move on. And it worked out well for you. It did. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, tell me a little bit about, um, the deployment tempo. Do you guys, would you say that this AFSC is pretty much a a high deployment tempo or is it pretty much average?
1: It, um, I'm wanting to say it was probably a a two to three, two or three to one. Um, now you're not going to get hit on every cycle necessarily. So explain that a little bit. Um, so basically your, your bucket, you have a deployment bucket or band. Um, so you're. If your deployment window is, is six months longs, for example, you're gonna be in that bucket for six months and then you're gonna be out of it for um, let's say twelve months or eighteen months. Got it. Okay. So, so that's those the, go. the three to
0: one it'd be right. three cycles to one. So that'd be eighteen months to yeah. a six month deployment. Yeah. Typically. Got it. So so that's that's pretty good. That's yeah, not bad. Um, especially where where
1: were you deployed to? Um Southwest Asia. Uh, it was <laughs> it was horrible uh again like i said i was assigned to, to centcom so um we actually got to, to go downtown um go to the pearl so if you do some researching for where it was so i uh, thought you said you were deployed but almost. you were actually on vacation it's uh, like i said i stayed in dorms um i got to go off base but got to go sit uh, in coffee coffee shops that had nice Cuban cigars <laughs> so it was horrible um this sounds painful man and and, and i was doing school while i was there too so you know it's It's all, it's all in your perspective. It's all in your priorities and it's all how, what your focus is. So absolutely. Okay.
0: So I think that's pretty much all the questions that I had in regards to the, the, your AFSC, but, um, can you think of anything that, that I may be missing that you think that maybe a young airman might find useful about the career field?
1: Um, about the career field, uh, again, you're going to take away a very valuable skill set. but, uh, I can tell you that there are two approaches to take, um, once you get in you know like i said i came in a little bit later in life um and then kind of sidestepping that a bit having the perspective of a tech school instructor and so we see kids that have never been on their own have no life experience yeah um counter that with some folks that i've observed having life experience or my personal experience coming in late um and you know a lot of them are you know i I hate the air force it's the worst decision in my life you know and they have this crappy crappy attitude um and then the others you know if they adapt to it and and identify and realize what it's what it's there and what it's worth yeah um basically it boils down to you know i hate the air force uh but still room them for all their worth so to speak you know take advantage of the benefits take them for everything Um, they got uh the education like i said i've got a master's and i had not even touched my gi bill yet um the other side of that is You know, I love the Air Force, which I did. I mean, I didn't get out of the Air Force because, you know, I was forced out or necessarily wanted to. uh, Just some of the career paths that I was looking at didn't align. So um, I made myself the best I could be trying to pursue those goals. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it's, it paid off huge. That's awesome. That's,
0: that's cool, man. Okay. So that was a lot of good information, (laughs) dude. okay so now we're going to the part of the show where um, I'm just gonna ask you to to have the floor you're gonna have the floor and just pretend like you're mm. you're talking to one of your kids and so what kind of advice would you give to them just take a couple of minutes and and what would you say hey dad I'm I'm thinking about
1: joining the Air Force
0: and take
1: it away um hey dad I'm thinking about joining the Air Force um, <laughs> So, you know, depending on uh, where you are in life, however, you know, those situations have stacked up for you, um, take, a, take a minute to do some good research. Or, you know, are you already in school? Um, or maybe you're in high school right now looking at coming into this. Um, that's a really good point because my, uh, my niece, she's actually a senior in high school. Yeah. And so she and I have had some pretty in-depth conversations about that. Um, and, you know, and here in our location, we've got University of North Texas, and they have an Air Force ROTC program. Yep. Um, so, you know, encouraging her to, 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 to investigate that and, you know, don't just dismiss it and say, Oh, I can't do it. Uh, cause your doubts, your doubts, what kills your dreams. Yeah. Uh, don't ever sell yourself short on that. Um, and then, you know, the other people that say, well, you know, I'm, I don't college isn't for me. Well, but college might not be for you, but you know, you come in the military, you're never going to quit learning. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to not be a learner in life. Um, it, just because you don't want to go to school, you yeah, know, you can you can still pick things up. And um, like I said, tech school in, in this career field, you know, we start off with, hey, this is a screwdriver. So it's not like you can't pick it up. I mean, it's not overly complicated. It's it's hands on. It's technical. Um, and then there's some scientific sides to it. Um, you know, flipping. If you want to get really really in depth and in the weeds with it, you, you can go into some engineering degrees. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of kicking that around just using my GI Bill because I don't want to waste the benefit. Yeah. You know, it, it's sitting there on the shelf. So why don't waste that? Um, so do the research, um, and really do some self evaluation of where you want to go with your life. Yeah. And be very, very intentional in how you play that out and how yeah. you stack it up. Not saying that every plan is going to come to fruition, but, um, get a, get a, a, timeline set out for yourself and, uh, and go after it.
0: Absolutely. And I would, man, 110% is research all your options mm-hmm. because there's not, not just the air force, there's other branches and there's not only enlisted, there's officer. Right. And, and, you know, if you ever thought about doing war warrant officer, then, then obviously the air force isn't for you, right. you know, because we don't have warrant officers. Um, and then on top of that, you have the reserve, the guard, um, and in uh, active duty. So which one fits your lifestyle and your goals and what you want to do. Um, so that's that's really good information, man. Really good. Dave, I really appreciate you, man. Hey, not appreciate a problem. You. Appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all that good information.
1: Not a problem. My pleasure. All right. Take it easy. All right. Thanks.
0: Good night. That was a lot of good information. If you think you might enjoy the HVAC AFSC, then here's some general information for you. You're going to need at least a 47 mechanical or a 27 electrical score on the ASVAB. As of a few months ago, there were about 13, about 1,359 people within the AFSC. That's broken down to, (laughs) I can't believe this, 1,349 males and 10 females. That's 99.26% males and 0.74% females. That can't be right, but it's what the Air Force is reporting. So if you are in this AFSC, I need to confirm this. If you wouldn't mind heading over to the show notes at foreverwingman.com slash 003 and leave a comment and confirm this. Are there really only 10 females in the entire AFSC? Uh, Tech school is about 98 classroom days at Shepard Air Force Base, which is located at Wichita Falls, Texas. And lastly, you're going to earn credits towards a CCAF degree in the mechanical and electrical technology degree. Okay, so this is a new podcast. So would you mind taking a few seconds and head over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave an honest review? Your input is extremely helpful to me to make sure that this show is giving you exactly what you're looking for. It also helps get the information in front of other people just like you. And I'll put some quick links in the show notes for you. Also, don't forget, you can find more information on, on the different various Air Force career fields on the Forever Wingman website at ForeverWingman.com slash AFSC. There each career field has a dedicated page with job descriptions, ASVAB requirements, YouTube videos, news articles, and more. Again, that's ForeverWingman.com slash AFSC. Take care, have a great week, and I'll catch you on the next episode, guys.